Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the week I'm going to be starting a new sermon series called Hooked and uh, we're going to have a great time as we prepare for Easter. Any fishermen in the house today? All right, good deal. Well, you will fit in perfectly with what we're going to be doing over the next several weeks and so we encourage you to come, bring somebody. We're going to have a great time over the next several weeks building up to Easter and we're just looking forward to what God is going to do through that next sermon series. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull those out this morning. We're going to be going to several different passages today. I'm going to be uh, giving you a work over in your Bible uh, turning skills this morning. And so just be ready with loose fingers to turn the pages as quickly as possible because we're going to dig into the Word of God today in many ways. This is uh, Today I'm going to conclude our series, Empowered. And as I said to you at the first of the year, And really what we felt, even in this place this morning, that this is a year of empowerment. I said this is a year, I believe, where, and we sense this coming and happening, that the empowerment is coming through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is in this place. The Spirit of God is available to you to help work in your life, to accomplish everything that God has put in your heart to do. Everything that we've talked about up to this point, can only be accomplished through and by the Spirit of God. If you're going to dream big, then you need the Spirit of God. If you're going to pray effectively, you need the Holy Spirit this morning. If you're going to step beyond your current reality and step into a new reality, then you've got to have the Holy Spirit guiding you along the way. If you're going to choose rightly and succeed in life and possess the promises of God, then you have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill some people in the room this morning with the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that in all my heart today. For many of you in this place, Pastor Caleb said it and he didn't read my notes this morning, but he said it and I'm telling you it's a word from God that many of you for what stands between you and your destiny is a step of faith. What stands between you and your destiny is a simple step of faith that allows you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm hungry God. I'm pastor, I'm ready for something more. I'm desiring something more. I'm telling you, more is in the room today. More is available for you this morning. There's more for your life today. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Our series text, 1 Thessalonians 1, 5. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much assurance. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life. 1 Corinthians 6.19, turn with me there. Go ahead and turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 too. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and Galatians chapter 5. Stay in Corinthians. We're going to be there in a couple of different places. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 says this. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the what? Holy Spirit 
who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You were created this morning. Listen to me in the house. You were created this morning to house the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Spirit of God. When God formed you, He formed you with a void that was made to house the Holy Ghost. He was made you, He made you to uh, form you so that you could be equipped with His Spirit and His power for everyday living. You were made for that this morning. You were made for that. Ephesians 5.18 says to be filled with the Spirit. It's a command for all Christians, for every person who is a believer. God has given us an assignment. God has given this church an assignment for this city. He's given you an assignment for your city. And if we're to complete the assignment that God has given us, it's going to require men and women who are filled with the Spirit of God and the power that accompanies them. This morning, I want to give you three things that the Holy Spirit does for you. Three things that the Holy Spirit does for you. And so will you help me pray as I preach, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Father, we invite you to be a part of this service this morning. You're already here. You've already come into this room. And I pray, Lord, over the next few minutes as I preach through these passages of Scripture that you would... you would move upon the hearts and lives of every person in this room. That God, you would give us a deep hunger and a deep desire for your will to be accomplished in our lives. We know that Lord, these things come by the Spirit of God. These things happen because we have been filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. You said in your word, Lord God, you spoke it and you said that Lord There was one coming who would baptize with us with spirit and with fire. And we pray that God this morning that a people would get on fire for you, filled with the spirit of God and march upon this city, march upon this region to accomplish the assignment that has been given by you. We thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The the latter part is predicated on the former. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh when? When you walk in the Spirit. The first thing that I want you to hear this morning is the Holy Spirit helps you to defeat temptation. The Holy Spirit helps you defeat temptation. There is temptation all around us, somebody. There are plenty of things to fall into. There's plenty of things to get caught up in. There's plenty of things to get our attention and entice us. There's plenty of things that are drawing at us and trying to get us away from God. There is always an opportunity to do the wrong thing. You're never without an opportunity to do the wrong thing. You're never without the opportunity to step outside of God's plan and God's will and do the wrong thing. When I think about temptation, I really feel like temptation boils down to this truth, that what kind, it really boils down to this statement, what kind of life do you want to live? What kind of life do you want to live? Temptation can really be summed up in answering that question. Do I want to live a spirit-empowered, spirit-directed, spirit-initiated life, or do I want to be Subject to the enemy and his plans for me. What kind of life do you want to live? Because I believe this, I preach it to you often, that you choose. 
You get to choose. Every person in this room does not have their life decided by the person sitting next to them, by the people in the past. They don't have their life decided by even people in the future. You have your life decided by what you choose and the direction you choose to live. Temptation has no power over you except the power that we give it. Temptation has no power over me except the power that I give it. Temptation has no power over you except the power that you give it. It cannot force you. It cannot control you. It cannot defeat you. It can only entice you. James chapter 1 verse 14 says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Let me say it again, that he cannot force you. He cannot control you. He cannot defeat you. He can only entice you. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Verse 15, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Temptation is the lure that draws you out from under the protection of God. He can't make you move, just entice you to move. The Holy Spirit intervenes in your life by encouraging you to stand your ground and remind you of your true nature and your character in Christ Jesus. When you are spirit-filled this morning, I'm telling you that when you are spirit-filled and spirit-directed and when the Spirit of God is speaking in your life and you have a companion that walks with you daily, when you find yourself being enticed by those things that the enemy dangles in front of you, it's the Holy Spirit that steps between you and that enticement and says, no, 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 that's not the plan that God has for your life. That's not where God's trying to take you. That's not what God's best is for you. God has something better. And if you'll turn around and look back at me, I'll take you to where God's trying to take you. The Holy Spirit comes in as that voice, as that advocate, and he stops the enemy. He stands between enticement and conception. He encourages you to deal with a desire and tries to stop us from moving toward the enemy. He deals with the desire that is driving the enticement. Did you see that in James chapter 1? Put it on the screen again. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. It's the things that's in me. That's my problem. It's the things that are in my flesh. That's a problem. But if I walk by the Spirit, the Word says, I shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What the Holy Spirit does is He helps us to go into those deep places of our lives and to deal with the real issues that are hindering us and stopping us from progressing with God. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says this, No temptation is overtaking you except such as common to man, but God is faithful. We have a faithful God. The faithfulness of God is expressed in the companionship of the Holy Spirit. He walks with us every day. He's a a voice in our ear. He is directing us, convicting us, guiding us, showing us and revealing to us the truth. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able? But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What is the way of escape, Pastor? The way of escape is the Holy Spirit this morning. He convicts, He gives discernment, and He gives clarity. To put it in a nutshell, it's like this. He gives you the courage to say no. He gives you the courage to say no. Every person in this room has to learn how to say no to the wrong things. 
We've got to learn to say no to the wrong things. You will never lack for an opportunity to say yes to the wrong things. Learn to say no to the enticement of the enemy. Let the Holy Spirit help you say no this morning. That is one of the benefits to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He helps you reject the wrong choices in life. He gives you the power and the courage and the strength to say no. Galatians 5.16. Now I'm going to read from the message this morning. And so you may want to look on the screen if you don't have that. My counsel is this. Live freely, animated, and motivated by God's Spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a sinful root. There is a root of sinful interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are antithetical. So you cannot live at one time one way and at other times another way, according to how you feel on any given day. What a powerful statement. For there is a root of sinful interest, self-interest, Remember, James says, you're enticed by what? Your own desires. He says there's some things in us that are just at odds with the free spirit. And if you will allow the Holy Spirit to help you, He will take care of those things that are at odds and He will create an alignment between you and God's plan for you. He will take all those things that stand between you and God's purpose and He will help you to overcome them. It goes on to say that the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. In other words, you can't serve your own self-interest and God at the same time. You can't live for God and live for the world at the same time. There comes a point when you have to decide who you're going to serve. He says these two ways of life are antithetical, so you cannot live at times one way and at other times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Here's what I would say to you is you're either in or out. But you cannot be in and out. I'll say it again. You are either in or out. You cannot be in and out. In other words, you can't live this life of one day I'm in with God and the next day I'm out with God. One day I'm serving the Lord and the next day I'm serving myself. One day I'm following after God's will and plan and the next day I'm just doing what I want to do regardless of what God's plan for my life is. You may be You cannot be in and out. Verse 18 is the key verse here though. It says, why don't don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The second thing the Holy Spirit does is it helps you to live victoriously. Not only defeat temptation, but to also live victoriously. You see, our journey with God is not just about overcoming somebody. It's not just about overcoming temptation. It is also about getting through, it's not just about getting through problems and tests, but it is also about living a victorious life. Your journey, your journey cannot stop with just overcoming temptation. 
It has to continue into living victoriously. It has to go from just these are the things that plague me to where they're no longer plaguing me, but now that's not where I stop. I step into the plan of God. I go all the way into the places that God's trying to take me. It's one thing to defeat temptation. It's another thing to live victorious for God. See, it's not just about not doing wrong. It's also about doing right. Pastor, I don't do anything wrong. I understand that. But I'm not talking about not doing wrong. I'm talking about doing right. I'm talking about discovering what God wants from you, what God's investing through you, and what God's trying to bring out of you, and allowing that to come forth and to make an impact on the people around you. It's back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. It's about move, not only moving out, but also moving in, right? It's not just enough to let go of my problems and move out of those problems, but I have to move into the promise of God. I have to move into what God has for me in the future. Galatians 5.16 again, walk in the Spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What am I saying to you today? What I'm saying to you today is that it's not enough for you to say no to the wrong things. You also have to say yes to the right things. If you only say no to the wrong things, you will spend your life fighting that battle over and over and over again. It's wilderness living. It's a people that were delivered out of bondage, but they never said yes to the promise. And they only wandered in the wilderness saying no to Egypt. God doesn't want you just to say no to Egypt. He doesn't want you just to say no to bondage. He doesn't want you to be happy with being free from your past. He wants you to understand that you also have to seize the promise of the future. He's trying to take you out of something to bring you into something this morning. When we don't move into what God has for us, the experience for us becomes an ongoing barrage of temptation. Because the enemy knows this, that if he can keep, if he keeps asking and he keeps enticing, that if you only say no to sin and you never say yes to a spirit-filled life of righteousness, then there will come a day when he can probably wear you down enough that he gets you to say yes to sin. If you only say no to sin, And you never say yes to the promise of God. In other words, my focus is on what I don't want to do and what I shouldn't be doing. And if I never shift my focus to where I should be going and what I should be doing, then after a while I get worn out by always saying no. And eventually I'll say yes. Now parents in the room, you understand this better than anybody. Have you ever had a toddler that would not take no for an answer? And they just say Mama canna, mama canna, mama canna, mama canna, mama canna. And finally after a while you're just like, yes, please, just take it. You can have that whole package of oatmeal cream pies for lunch. I don't care. Just quit asking me the same question. You get tired of saying no. And so if you don't say yes to something, the better approach when you're telling your kid no is not just to say no to the oatmeal cream pie, say yes to something else. You can't have the creamy pie, but you can have an orange. 
and you shift them towards something that's better. That's what God's trying to do with his kids in this place today. He's trying to get you to quit saying, having to say no to the enemy all the time and start saying yes to what he has for you in the future. Amen. Here's a great truth, that if you say yes to the right things, it minimizes, hear me, how many times you have to say no to the wrong. I said, if you say yes to the right things, it minimizes how many times you have to say no to the wrong things. Because what the Holy Spirit does is he leads us into a life of righteousness. Not only does he help us defeat temptation, but he helps us live victoriously. He's taken us into a life of righteousness. That life by its very nature minimizes the enticements that you are susceptible to. It starts to do a deeper work. It starts to rid out those desires that the enemy is manipulating and utilizing to entice you. He starts to shape you and form you and conform you to the image of Jesus Christ and shape you into the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit so that the Spirit of God becomes your identity and your character. The attributes of Him become the attributes of yourself. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The reason is you taste and see the goodness of God, the truth of God, the genuineness of God. All the sin that once enticed you starts to lose its luster and it is revealed for the fake knockoff counterfeit that it really is. When you taste and see that the Lord is good and the Spirit of God begins to feed you the deeper things of God and reveal to you the deeper things of God, the real genuine things of God, then those knockoffs that the enemy is presenting to you lose their luster. They're revealed for what they are. It's nothing but slavery. It's nothing but domination. It is nothing but a trick and a dirty counterfeit. The Holy Spirit empowers you not to only overcome temptation but to also live victoriously. He gives you the courage to say yes. To say yes. He teaches you the word. He empowers your prayer life. He gives you the ability not only to overcome, but to thrive. Romans chapter 8. Also from the message this morning. Chapter 8, verse 14. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you have received from God is not timid, grave-tending. It's not a timid, grave-tending life. Hmm, that's good right there. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and conforms who we are, who we really are, confirms who we really are. We know who He is. And we know who we are, father and children. The last thing that I want you to hear this morning is the Holy Spirit helps you win souls. Look at the scripture again and let me show you how it relates to souls. God's spirit beckons. He's drawing you. He's he's encouraging you. He's inviting you. He says there are things to do and places to go. There are places for us to go, church. There are people to see. There are things to accomplish. Verse 15 says, this resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. 
when I'm spirit-filled, I go with an adventurous spirit that every day God is going to give me opportunities. God is going to allow me to be a partner with him in establishing his kingdom on this earth. Verse 16 says God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. This is God's desire for every person on the planet, every human on the planet. There's not a person too far gone that God doesn't love them anymore. There's not a person that's done too much that God still doesn't care for them. There's not a person this morning that hasn't done anything that God's blood that flowed at Calvary's cross still can't save and still can't redeem. There is no loss of power in the blood of Jesus this morning. And it's the Spirit of God that draws people to salvation. When we know who we are and whose we are, I said when we know who we are and whose we are, we are led by the Spirit of God. We become extremely attractive to to those who are lost. They sense it and they see it and they want it. God put in each and every person. Remember your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and if you're living without Him, you're living with a void. And when you come in contact with somebody that has what you don't have, oh, that's enticing and that's attractive and it begins to draw you, and it begins to make you wonder, and it makes you think, what do they have that I'm missing? What is in their life that I need in mine? It is in the DNA of every man and woman to long for a Savior. And when you walk in the room filled with the Spirit of God, you bring them the very need they're seeking. You walk in a reality and a confidence, and it cannot help but call to the deep places person I would say to you and I have said to you you don't have to say a word to win somebody or to encourage someone towards a relationship with Jesus Christ if you just live your life for Jesus in your workplace I would say to you there's going to come a day when the people that are seeking and hungry are going to come to you and they're going to ask you what the deal with you is I've had people many times in my life say I don't know what it is about you but something's up you going to tell me what that is What is it that's different about you? Why am I dealing with stuff like I'm dealing with it? You're dealing with the same thing, but you deal with it different. Let me tell you why. There's a Savior, and His name is Jesus Christ. What a a segue, right? I mean, how easy is that just to move into that area? You know, we, we get so hung up when we talk about souls, about having an understanding of Scripture and all this stuff. Listen, just live for God. Just serve God faithfully day in and day out, and people will come to you and ask you about it. The Holy Spirit will help you win souls. We don't use that term much anymore, souls. But I think it's a powerful term because it reminds us that there is a heaven and a hell and an eternity in in one or the other for every person. Every person is going to go to one of two places when they die. They're going to go to heaven or they're going to go to hell. That is the reality. That is a reality. And that should be a driving force for us in winning souls. I don't want anybody I know. I don't even care if I don't like them. I don't want them going to hell. I don't want them going to hell. There are souls to be won. Souls are not won through a timid spirit. They are won by people living boldly and unshamedly. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to live boldly for God, to live out loud for Him. The Holy Spirit gives you the favor to stand out from that crowd and to live adventurously expectant. He 
gives you the courage to say yes, to say no, and also the courage to lead, the courage to be bold, the courage to stand out from the crowd, the courage to lead a life that exemplifies the freedom in Christ and the courage to lead people to that same life. Morgan, would you come? If you say no to the wrong things and yes to the right things and do that boldly in front of those watching your life, soul winning will never be an issue for you. Soul winning will never be an issue for you. Would you stand with me across this place today? The Holy Spirit helps you defeat temptation. He helps you live victoriously and He helps you to win souls. Let Him empower your life today. Let me ask you this question. What is standing between you and your destiny today? What is standing between you and what God has planned for you? I would say for most people in this room, it is a simple step of faith that stands between you and God's purpose for your life, that stands between you and your destiny. And for many people in the room, the step that that God is waiting on you to take is a step of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He is here. He is in this place. We have already felt Him in this room this morning. And so what I'm going to ask you to do today is if you're here and you say, Pastor, I want a deeper walk with God. I want more from God. I I don't want to live limited. I want to live empowered this morning. I want to live with the fullness of God. I want the baptism in the Holy Spirit today. I want God to endue me with the power that He promised me. I want to walk out of here different this morning. If that's you, I'm going to invite you to come today because we want to pray for you. We're going to ask God to do it in your life this morning. We're going to ask God to fill you up with the Spirit today. We're going to ask God to empower you this morning. We're going to ask God to set you on a new trajectory. We're going to ask God to do some great things for you this morning. And He's going to show up and do it today. I want a deeper walk with God. Some of you are in this place and you were filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's been years. It's been years since you spoke in tongues. It's been years since you really prayed in the Spirit. It's been years since you had an encounter with God. I'm telling you, it's time for a refilling this morning, a new freshness of the Spirit. Let God pour it out on you today. If you're here, you say, I need a new touch from God. I need something fresh in my life. I want something new. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? I'm asking you. I'm begging you. I'm doing everything that a pastor can do to get you down here because I'm telling you, this is the day. This is a day of change in your life. This is a day for transformation in your life. It just takes a step of faith. Don't let that step stand between you and your destiny this morning. Step out. Step out. Step out. We'd love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burgrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us after river.